0: everybody and welcome back to another exciting episode of hooked on hitchcock i'm your host jonathan moody i've got my co-host here how you doing g larry butler
1: oh just peachy thanks hello hello hello, everyone we're back
0: so so, by the way i didn't tell you this but i mapped out the next three seasons coming up like it's gonna end on season five because there's no movies left after there's only 50 that he's really done that we can do. But uh, I was looking at it going, oh my God, this is this is going to be a lot of fun. A lot of his silent films. Uh, but this film, Marnie is not silent and it's a little newer than any of his other ones. Um, and it's after Psycho, but it feels like you could watch Psycho and Marnie back to back, you know, and it'd be a great double feature.
1: Would you agree? I totally agree. Now this was in '64, right? So it's later on in his career. So he's probably in his uh, mid '60s at this point. He was born in 1899. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Um, I think he was born. When was he born? Let me look that up. Um. 1899.
1: 1899. Um, but um, yeah, so he's dealing. With a whole new crop of actors.
0: Yeah, yeah, including Sean Freaking Connery. I know that that
1: blew my mind. Shock.
0: I think I told you that before, and you're like shocked that yeah, Sean Connery did a Hitchcock movie. One
1: of them is doing one liners and James Bond. He actually has monologues in this, and he does quite well. It's very convincing. And uh, I didn't know he could memorize more than two sentences in a row. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: I, he's. I think this is one of his best performances
1: I, to me, you know. Because
0: because
1: I, I require more than just a sound bite or you know, a witty little come on, uh, like
0: from James Bond. Or,
1: um, I mean, I like him as James Bond, but I just that's that's kind of bubblegum for the mind, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I just I want more substance, more meat, no potatoes.
0: Um yeah. well wasn't he in like I believe there was a movie called Um like the The man Um was the, That was the movie with uh, Michael Caine wasn't he in a movie With Michael Caine yeah. I want to Say a very famous one Can't remember that Oh fuck um My brain is just like Yeah Um <laughs> mm, you know, this is this is a great start to the show. People are going to be like um okay there he's on his phone checking up uh, I swear to god there was a
1: example you're doing that. There was, was stars not only Sean Connery but Tippy Hedren.
0: Yeah. He we, Hedren. we haven't we haven't done the birds yet but um yeah so he hasn't really been too cruel to her. Yet. Actually yeah, The Birds was before this movie I have
1: a great theory,
0: but I'm going to hold it to the, the Birds was actually before this movie
1: Well, she must really hate him by that
0: Well, because she had, like, I think she had a, if I'm correct, she had a three-picture deal with him, and he had such a terrible time with her and that was his fault, not hers that he didn't want to work with her again
1: Couldn't get And
0: out. I believe he asked Grace Kelly to be a Marnie and Grace couldn't do it because she had just become the princess of Monaco and she just couldn't get out of it and, you know, whatnot. And he was like, well, I, you know, basically I'll have to, you know, you." I, I think the studio was telling them you have two other movies you have to do with Tippy, you know, for the three picture deal. And then I think they did this one and then they let her out of the deal with him, you know, and stuff after this. But um she honestly did, to me, um, a fantastic job. Like, she was just wonderful. Yeah, I loved her in this.
1: The character, I think, yeah. It was hard to imagine her as being anything but that character. So, yeah, I, she was ice cold. You know, just a complete criminal mind to me. But, but then I found out why, but we'll get into that later. You know, when you do the psychoanalysis. But uh, anyway, some of the other people that are in it is Louise Latham, who I've seen in other movies. She did a fantastic job. Marnie's mother, Bernice Edgar.
0: Yeah, I've heard like
1: I knew that name. I love her performance. I didn't know her name, but I've seen her in other things.
0: (laughs) That's exactly like it's so funny because I'm the person who. Always says, like, I I don't know anybody by name, but I know people by faces. But now it's kind of switched is like, I knew her by name, but I didn't know her by face. And you were you're the you're like that. That's funny.
1: Movies. Um, I'm not quite sure which ones, but I've seen her and she's always doing a great job. And then there Alan Napier plays Mark's dad. Uh, Sean Connery plays Mark Rutland. An owner, mm-hmm. of, and uh, so that his dad is Alan Napier, and then Martin Gabel is Sidney Strutt. Right, people may know Mr. Strutt from other things. And the surprise of the whole thing is Bruce Dern, maybe in one of his first roles as a sailor. He just has like one scene, but yeah, he- that was
0: kind of shocking. Um, I mean, that scene was pretty <laughs> it was uh, pretty graphic for the time you know
1: where he you know tries to molest a young five-year-old girl
0: i know there's so many things now that would be very cringy i don't
1: know if molesting her or trying to comfort her
0: well okay i i I was gonna well i mean i guess we could have saved it till the end but i'm gonna talk about it now just get it out of the way um because it's kind of an elephant in the room kind of thing because it's kind of a it's kind of a touchy subject no pun intended um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, so it was sort of a thing where, um, you know, uh, Bruce Stern plays the sailor who's in the flashback scene. Uh, and this like explains everything. We'll, we'll get into that later, but, uh, he's basically there's men in white suits that come in to her, uh, to his, uh, to her house, uh, Marnie's house, when she was a child, and has sex with his, you know, with her mom. She apparently, I guess, I don't know if she was actually literally a whore or if she was just, she just like sailors.
1: Did you want to touch on that now?
0: Or what? I guess, yeah, we're going to touch on that real quick. But so then he, they were
1: sailors, and I, you know, I can relate to that because I was a sailor, but. Uh, we, we had our cat houses overseas, like in some of the Asian countries, but uh, I never went to one here. Um, but yeah, she was a prostitute, and so the whole thing, well, let's not get in too far, but you know, she, when, when you're in a business like that, you tend to find yourself disgusting. And so she started hating men. She became very bitter about men. And so mm-hmm. that's that causes some of her disdain, I guess, for her daughter when she's yeah. being kept by a couple of bosses she worked for. And uh, all this money started <laughs> appearing out of nowhere. But uh, anyway, so should should we tell them the plot now? Or- yes, let's yeah, let's
0: get into the plot and then we'll get into the to that scene and everything. Yeah. Uh, but basically the story goes that um, Marnie's a thief, a liar, and a cheat, as she calls herself, right? So she's in the beginning of the movie which with an amazing shot, by the way. That shot in the opening scene of her walking, and it follows her for a while, and then it stops, basically, and lets her continue to walk, was just, as a, as a filmmaker, I was like, oh my god, that is such a simple, easy, a freaking amazing shot! I love that. I, I I absolutely love that shot. I don't know what you thought as an actor, you know, or whatever. If you you got a kick out of it, but
1: and since I didn't see it twice, I missed that because I yeah. Watched. So
0: the beginning of the movie, like it's it's on her, um, I guess, suitcase or whatever briefcase, whatever that she had, that had all the money on it, you know, oh, and it was had it like that. So she was walking, and it was following her for a little bit so the camera kept going in kept going in like following like they're walking with her you know and then it stops and then she continues to walk while it's going away and I don't know what that was necessarily supposed to signify but it was just amazing I was just like okay that's a that's a simple shot like anybody can literally do that but the master did it you know (laughs) like think he he is literally my favorite filmmaker and he might i don't necessarily transcribe to his methods you know as a filmmaker he
1: has a thing about hands too yes on her hand and then the hand was the key right to a safety deposit box and so that's where she was going to deposit uh i think or take something out money probably right didn't she open a box and put something in or take something out yeah
0: uh, um
1: so she she steals money and then she puts it in a package and then puts it in a box and kind of hides it from everybody that's mm-hmm. about it because she's collected a lot of money over the last five years because she's robbed four other places
0: yeah and all she, over the place too
1: he steals ten thousand dollars each time now i think it's a federal cl- crime if you take over ten thousand dollars Something I think that's federal
0: crime. Okay, like that.
1: It's kind of a big deal if you take try to take ten thousand out of the country, or even transfer it. I'm always having to show two ideas and go through this rigmarole because I have safe uh, savings and then I transfer to my checking. So I shouldn't have set it up like that because sometimes I'm almost withdrawn, so I have to get stuff out of my savings. So if I get ten thousand, they put me through the hoop. You know that. The rigmarole. Mm-hmm. Figure out why I need the money. It's like it's my money. What the hell are you asking me for? I get very defensive.
0: I know, but you know, people—they uh, also get defensive too because they want to make sure. <laughs> you know,
1: banks do not like to give you your money. I like
0: found that. No. Out. Um, yeah, I mean, but also you could be a criminal, you yeah. know, and, and and banks don't want to be associated sure with criminals. I mean, yeah, understandable.
1: Yeah. So anyway, uh, I don't want to get sidetracked, but that's <laughs> what she was doing. And uh, so right after that, what was the first thing that you noticed? Uh, she went home, right? Right. And who was she met at home with by home at home?
0: Well, uh, Jesse, who is so, this like little child. <laughs> well, Yeah, but she was with her mother, right? Right. Before so- we get to the mother. The Jesse, this little child that her mother babysits, Um, you know, she was basically um, she was there. She doesn't like her at all. She's like very jealous of this girl, little girl. And I thought that was interesting, like the dynamic because remember, what's the first thing she says? Do you remember the first thing Marnie says to her when she sees her? She's like, oh, it's you was well, right yeah yeah that's pretty- oh my god seriously she's like a 12 year old chick or something you know like or mm-hmm. even younger 10 8 you know whatever like yeah. why are you being so mean and hostile to this chick
1: well there's a lot of people like that that just don't like kids at all
0: and no, um, well she she's frigid so you know but i don't think she doesn't like kids i don't know we don't- but all the kids don't like her <laughs>
1: found out why later in the movie but uh, yes we find out why
0: movie, she's frigid
1: you know frigid. it's intriguing he's like wow what a witch um and you know but why why the hell does she hate kids but anyway she uh obviously does especially that one
0: well she doesn't like that one because that one's you know replacing her as a daughter in a way like yeah, that- because she's not She's not there. She's out working and, and stealing money to, to give her mom really great things and to treat her mom well. And then all of a sudden there's this child that's like there when she's not there that's taking up all her time, her mom's time. I went
1: through a period of my life where my mother took care of 15 foster kids and I was replaced and I started hating kids and I never had kids in my life until I was 56. Yeah. And that changed my whole attitude. Once you have one,
0: To you get know. an amazing daughter who we love and love having her on the show, or love helping having well, her help you set this stuff up. You know, because she's really great at that.
1: It was just you know? like W. C. Fields, you know, said, uh, yeah, "Whoever doesn't like kids and dogs can't be all bad."
0: <laughs> well, that. wasn't he the one who was uh who also said, "Get out of Get out of here, kid! You're bothering me."
1: Yeah. Get out of here. Get the on me. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know yeah. if that was put on or not, but I think in real life, because I read his story, life story, he really didn't like kids. But um, yeah, so yeah. Anyway, I could relate to her in that respect. It took me a long time to get over that uh, feeling that I was replaced, and I jealousy and
0: rage. Well, and that's an interesting thing that kind of goes into this movie because. A lot of that stuff is stuff that you might be able to like fix these days with like therapy, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Where where in uh, back in that time period, therapy was a thing, but people did not like doing, you know, did not like going to therapist, did not like being psychoanalyzed.
1: Well, Freud was active, but you know, it was only for rich people
0: she had a great line though i've never heard this line before but i laughed my ass off which was uh so you freud me jane (laughs) that cracked me up you don't remember that like he was he was psychoanalyzing her well boy and she said oh so you freud me jane and i was like that is freaking funny like, you know, yeah, that was good
1: I'm Watching these movies twice again Yeah, you
0: know, you you don't remember it the first time Especially if you hadn't seen it in a while Did you watch no. it? Well, how did you watch it?
1: You have a steel trap mind So you catch things on the first bounce well,
0: I, I like- do uh, especially if, if I were watching this like 10 days later I might forget, you know Those little things until somebody like Reminds me of something right. But like in the beginning I remember that I saw
1: this like two weeks ago, but yeah.
0: See, if I I saw it two weeks ago, it might not be so fresh, but since I watched it today, it's all fresh in my mind.
1: You still miss stuff, you know, you because I was so busy taking notes, I probably missed something else. Yeah,
0: that's why I rewind. (laughs) You know, when I start like thinking, oh man, I'm gonna miss something, I rewind.
1: I like to watch it just once without taking notes just to absorb it. You know, and the second time take notes, but I didn't do that this time. So anyway, but where were we? Um, she she has a narcissistic mother. Uh, what what we think of is narcissism. It's all about right. her. She even says something about, oh, I I hate what you've done with your hair. I mean, why the blonde thing? And then her mother has blonde hair. I'm thinking, what the hell? You know the you know pot calls the kettle black.
0: Oh, when she got mad that she had made her hair too blonde.
1: Yeah, like you're trying to attract men. The whole thing is about oh, you shouldn't be too sexy. And right. Later, she she's never had sex in her life. She's never had a boyfriend. She's in her twenties, and like that's unheard of. Mm-hmm. But uh, so until she meets the Mister Rutland, and then he couldn't score with her either. But uh, she has a trouble with thunderstorms, right? The color mm-hmm. red, and men. Those are the three big uh, traumas.
0: And, and we, we find out why at the end. Um, uh, which uh, I totally forgot about it because I watched this years ago. I totally forgot why, you know. But uh, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy true. I watched this like because it, it reminded me of my. Um, like, when re-watching it, I it, it was almost like watching it fresh and new, you know, because I hadn't seen it in so long. And uh, I saw... Where did you see it, by the way? Where did you watch this movie?
1: On a freebie. Uh, I couldn't, didn't even write it down. I just look up free movies.
0: Okay. Um, it was on Peacock. So if anybody wants to see the film, it's on Peacock, which is the, the NBC streaming platform or whatever and yeah. so they've got actually it's funny because peacock and hbo max both have hitchcock movies you know uh hbo yeah. max has more of the popular ones and uh, uh peacock has one some of the lesser ones but the ones we still love like troubled harry and this and stuff like that
1: i mean just google it you know you can find it almost anywhere but usually you have to pay for it right the free ones are hard, few and hard between, but but uh, anyway, I did it. But uh, I'm sometimes I regret it because there's no subtitles, you can't read it, and sometimes what you can't hear well. I can't, and then, especially if it's British, because it's kind of garbled, and it's like what? So, yeah,
0: because their language. Oh, yeah. I mean, because it's it's so British, like the movie. So like, yeah, I, I did have to have subtitles on to understand everything everybody was saying you know um especially mr connery because he's got such a uh, specific voice
1: he's not british he's scottish that's an even harder understanding yeah
0: it's a pretty pretty hard accent very difficult
1: um okay so um anyway she always wonders why her mother despises her and they have a big argument about why don't you love me? I've tried everything. She steals for her mother. That's part of the reason she steals. And also because I think usually as a as a psychoanalyst, and uh, when I was younger in college, I would say that that's a compensation for being unloved is to be a liar and a thief. So it makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. Just a bad habit to, for compensation. But anyway, whatever the reason, she's all of that. In fact, she might even be a pathological liar and a uh, a compulsive thief, which is even worse. There's no cure for that, really, kleptomania. Um, But that's what Sean Connery, uh, the guy that's playing Mark Rutland, asked her. Is it really necessary that you do these things or are you just doing it for the hell of it? Because you are a pathological liar, you are a compulsive thief. So, uh, mm-hmm. he, he's intrigued by her, and I didn't buy for one moment that he's in love with her. That that didn't sell to
0: me. So okay, so the um, we forgot to mention before that she stole the money from this one. Uh, I guess was it? It wasn't a bank or anything, was it? No, it was a guy named Strutt. Yeah, but what did he do? What was his job?
1: He was uh, like a go between the companies. He, he loaned them money or something. Okay.
0: Because then, of course, he went to, she went next to their client, which was Rutland. So she went from that, which she picked the wrong place to go because that guy already knew what she looked like. You know, and everything pretty much, even though she changed her hair, you know, she has a very familiar face. You know,
1: she should have known, yeah, she saw him. But she says she actually responded to that that she didn't know everybody, she saw his face, but she didn't connect it with the name, you know, Rutland Incorporated or whatever, right? That's what she said, anyway. But yeah, why so much, you know, he was. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself, but she does lie a lot. Even mm-hmm. when she thinks that she's not lying, she is. So just for the hell of it, but uh, well, tell us what happened next.
0: Uh, after well, she got the job no, no, at no. Rutland.
1: Oh no, no, don't, don't, don't start there. Before that, she goes in for the audition.
0: Right? Oh yes, 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 yes. So she uh, interviews for uh the job and so Rutland is there and he's there, I guess, like looking over all the people that are interviewing there's this like nice sweet old lady that comes in first and she gets, you know, right. She, she interviews and then she leaves and uh, Rutland's talking to the guy. And I, I I remember hearing him say something to the effect of like, that's the, that's the kind of person that we want to have at this. you know, right. So then, uh, then they're like, okay, you're next. And I kind of was like, so already this guy doesn't really want her, right? This other this other hire uh, right. doesn't really want her. But she gets called in. Uh, she comes in there. She sits down. Uh, Rutland already, you can tell he already sort of has a theory that this might be the chick that stole from the other guy, you know, because he was there when the thing got stolen uh, and everything and so she and when we forgot to mention also when the the other guy got the stuff stolen he was talking to Rutland about the stuff and he mentions who the girl was you know right and he says you know oh br- the brunette with the nice legs you know right do you remember that line like yeah. the brunette with the nice legs yeah. and then So when he sees her, he kind of looks down at her legs and he kind of like looks at her and he knows sort of like this might be the girl. And then she uh, interviews and she has no experience doing this stuff. And that's like the big strike against her is like she hasn't been doing this. There's other people who are way more qualified and uh, Rutland wants her to come on board um a because she might be that girl and he wants to i guess catch her and because she's hot you know like he's interested in her already you know so you'd rather have a cute girl working there that doesn't know anything rather than an older lady is that has no interest in working there that you know i mean i i hate to say that sounds sexist but like i mean it's the business you know like you know like people would rather have somebody who looks better working for the sucks but it's the way the a lot of people think you
1: I know a different angle that he's intrigued by her he's he's kind of bored because he's the idle rich you know mm-hmm. whole thing every day come to work blah, blah blah play golf he wants some something to occupy his mind to challenge him and you know, he's a chess player he's thinking I wonder if, if I can figure this dame out. And I think that's what I read. And that becomes an obsession. And that's what he mistakes for love later on. And I don't think he was in love at all. And I don't think he's the type that could fall in love, but it, it seemed too quick. And it was very un- If it was real, then I would say I don't buy it. I, it's very unrealistic. Um, I think that he was in love with the fact that he's trying to figure her out right beat her at her own game
0: i agree um so yeah no i agree i think like he's probably bored and he wants to uh it's a game to him at first but then it becomes it becomes real to him when they start really spending time with each other because like we don't i guess we could kind of talk about this real quick um but I mean, there''s just little things that happen in the office, like, you know, she sees the red ink, she gets the red ink spilled on her, and she freaks out and uh, no. he,
1: and she runs away.
0: Yeah, she runs to get it washed, and she acts so strange because it's almost, okay. So this is when I started to go, okay this is a little this is a little weird, because she gets the red ink on her, right? And she freaks out. She runs into the bathroom as if like something bad is happening. And that's why the people stop and they go and check on her and everything. Um, And she's like, I don't know why is everybody's getting so upset. You know, I just spilled some stuff on me. But I almost feel like some of the stuff she does sometimes when she does it is almost like a blackout. Like she doesn't realize like, you know.
1: Well, it's a startle response. She has PTSD. It's a trigger. The, the color red and, and she just freaks
0: out yeah uh, you know which back then they i don't think they had the term ptsd well
1: no but it's the same thing well, no
0: i know but no i'm just saying they didn't have that and they didn't know how to like treat this kind of stuff um but i love this movie because of the fact that it shows stuff back then that no other movie was showing this kind of you know like this this was a movie that um Hitchcock, like it's just like Psycho, you know. Nobody would dare go into like the Psycho's mind, you know, and try to do that. People just weren't doing stuff like that. Now people are making. They're making this movie, and like they do Marnie, and it it just felt so original. But it's also topical for today, you know. Like I, I feel like this could be sort of a thing that could be talked about today, you know nothing yeah. anyway um so she uh all those things happen and then she's asked if she can stay uh and actually like one night you know for overtime right remember that she was asked if she could yeah, do yeah. overtime yeah so she says uh you know on saturday she comes in on saturday and works with uh rutland specifically and when she does that, she's at um what is it? Uh she's she's like, you know, typing for him and, and everything, but there's a storm happening, and she starts freaking out on the storm, and then she keeps seeing the that that storm scene was amazing, by the way. Just I don't even know how they did it with like practical stuff, you know, practical effects but that was just really freaking cool where the the lightning was happening and it looked red everything looked red and she was like the colors the colors and he's looking and it looks normal to him what did you think about that
1: i think you're right i think it was um it was a combination of red and the thunderstorm as she merged the two in her mind i don't know if it actually you know really happened that way but um she uh also was that she, right after that? Didn't she uh steal the key from the purse or the money from the purse of the secretary? Uh, I think uh yeah, she, He left her alone in the office for a while.
0: Well, that was after I think. Yeah. Because he definitely, she panicked. Uh, she she yeah, to, she panicked.
1: And then he decides to take her home
0: yeah right. she. so she decides he decides to and then he invites her to go to horse to the horse place you know right to go horse racing
1: well wait whoa, whoa, whoa. that that's that's uh further along is that we got a lot more to talk about before that yeah she then i i need to ask you this because i never did figure this out who the hell is lily that is that his sister or his sister-in-law sister-in-law Okay, so I was wondering why she kissed him on the mouth like
0: that. Okay, so my take on it was his it was her his sister-in-law guessing his brother either divorced or died. Right. I don't remember there was no talk about the brother.
1: because I missed that somewhere. But
0: right? there was no talk about the brother, but there must have been a brother if there was a sister-in- law. Yes. And so, the yeah, brother, you know, so s- bad. What?
1: The sister-in-law wants him bad.
0: Yes. That and she's, bad. she's, you know, wants a free lunch. She wants, you know, remember she comes in in the beginning and says, I'm going to get a free lunch and, uh, and, and money drawn, you know, I'm going to get a free lunch out of them. Money drawn from you, you know, um, there or whatever. Who said um, that? She said that Lil.
1: Lily or Marnie,
0: Lil, and her name was Lil, not Lily. Interestingly enough, the
1: thing was Lily, but yeah, they called her Lil.
0: Yeah, they called her Lil, so the whole time she just was Lil, which I thought was funny because it was like Lil and then her last name. So it's almost like if you think of rappers these days, there's like Little Little Snoop or whatever, you know. There's like these rapper names, a little something, and Little Bow Bow, you know. <laughs>
1: got it and then okay so while they're there he goes upstairs she catches him going through her luggage remember that she walks in and he, and he doesn't even bat an eye mm-hmm. turns around and keeps doing it and then she he uh, he tells her that he's fighting an, a powerful impulse to beat the hell out of her and mm-hmm. she tells more lies now in real life when they did a playboy interview with him he admitted that he beat women that deserved it so mm. wife sean connery was a misogynist and he would smack women around that deserved it so that was kind of a truthful thing on his part i was like i
0: think you're i think you're because i know you said you saw it two weeks ago i think you're flashing a little bit too forward because i swear to god that the uh that the whole um so first off she, she, he says he's going to take her home and then, um, yeah. So she's going to, he's going to take her home. Then later he asks her to go to the horse track with her. um,
1: Oh, horse track. Yeah. I'm talking about the hunt.
0: Oh no, 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 no. I'm talking about the horse track. So the horse race, race, the race. And so they go to the horse race And that's where she meets the guy that uh, keeps that 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 knows her because he's she stole money from him years ago, you know, whatever, before. And he's, you know, keeps bothering her. And um, even though Sean Connery, I think at that time knew like that she did steal from you, she at least stole from that one person. So this girl probably did know that guy. The whole time he was like telling him, Hey, old boy, you know, back off. You know, remember we talked about how old boy is used in almost all the English uh you know um uh, Hitchcock movies, right? Yeah. So she um you know that guy kind of bothers her when when Sean Connor goes, Sean Connery comes back, they uh and then um he had noticed, noticed the red. Red had bothered her before, you know, and stuff, um, the color red. So um, when they go to see the other horse, you know, there's a horse that she likes, um, Telepathy, which I think is an amazing name for a horse, by the way. You know, um, I would if I had a dog or a cat, I might name him Telepathy. Um, call him Tella, you know. Hey, come here, Tella, you know. <laughs> uh so she, uh, she has the horse and the horse has uh what is it the stuff on there um uh, uh like a saddle and and some kind of like thing over him that has like red all over you know and so she can't look at it and stuff and she's freaking out and uh he already knows like something's going on with that uh but then he takes her says he's going to take her home and meet his dad which I'm like, that's a little forward, you know, like for a first time hanging out. I mean, yeah. they do a lot of things that are forward in this movie. At point, I mean,
1: I, I I kind of pulled away at that point. I was like, no,
0: I don't think this is real. You think that this is like all fantasy?
1: Well, I mean, it just was a little too sudden. Maybe that's the way Hitchcock works. You know, you meet a girl, you want to get married. You know, almost a lot of his movies. Like, two days later we've
0: noticed that right like yeah. you know the, almost i mean you haven't seen rebecca yet um they they do that in rebecca it does it in suspicion it does it in yeah. almost everything they just well, meet each other and it's all of a sudden like let's get me and i i get it that it's it takes a long you know you can't show passages of time and passages you know what i mean like it gets boring then right mm-hmm. so the quicker it is the quicker the marriage but These days, people get married. Like one of my best friends, two of my best friends got married uh, six months after being together. You know, I mean, it happens. That's more normal. I guess. I guess it's not six days. (laughs) Three
1: days, two or three days later.
0: (laughs) That's a little. That's a little. And and it's like, how does he know? Like she's, you know, like she and and why does he even want her? Like. She steals, she's frigid. I mean, it's almost like he she's a project to him.
1: Yes, that's exactly what I thought. Yeah, it's a
0: project, it's a project, and even the whole time she's like, Can you just let me get out of here? And he kind of blackmails her and uh and a being with him. (laughs) It's like what the hell? And the funniest thing is this is fucking James Bond. This is Sean Connery. This is like one of the best looking, probably was on People Magazine as the best looking guy. I and he
1: gets a woman, right? He said he's the grand seducer. But he can't seduce her because she no. can't. He has a block about that. So he's very frustrated. So you know, it's like karma.
0: Well, you know, match. you know who I think this was written for? Who? Cary Grant. I think they wanted Cary Grant and oh, Cary was just like, nah, I've, I've done that role before. <laughs> right,
1: and uh, he retired.
0: Yeah, I think he retired. I think he, because he, he said something before about he didn't want to be too old where it was unbelievable that he would be getting these hot chicks, you know?
1: <laughs> I don't believe it. He was doing LSD um, stuff, uh, therapy or something. And he was just uh, not not able to, to remember lines or anything. He was all fucked up in the head because I I read stuff about him in the sixties. He was undergoing LSD therapy and experimentation. And I uh, so. hey man,
0: whatever whatever floats your boat. I don't yeah. uh, no judgment here. Um, you know, but um, yeah, so. I think it was, I think this would have been a different movie in a way if Cary Grant and Grace Kelly had been in it. Um, but I don't, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about Grace Kelly, I hate to say, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't see her as frigid necessarily. Maybe I could, maybe I could, um, she's, she's kind of frigid in a little bit. She's kind of a little bit different in like rear window. Um, mm-hmm what
1: she was the ice queen in that other thing we saw what was the name of that with oh
0: to catch a thief yeah sort of i see
1: and that um okay so he asks her where the money is right Mm -hmm. She tells him oh actually she gives him some money and then she says uh okay i've got a registered package in the post office safety deposit box and so he thinks she's a hardened criminal who steals constantly, and she denies it. And he admits that he knew who she was and who she worked for before he hired her. Mm-hmm. Right on that, uh, he was curious, so he approved it for hiring. No tricks, no trap. But I—that's probably bullshit. On well, the- no, that was—it was
0: a trick. It was a trap. It was—it yeah, was meant to lure her so that he could be with yeah. her. You know. Yeah, I-
1: I wrote down. Are they both lying? Uh, it was tough to follow. Fast-paced dialogue, no subtitles. Not to
0: yeah. Mention. Well, okay. So there's. Are you talking about the scene where they're just talking to each other about all the, like the, all the lies, and she, he gets really upset at her, yeah. and he's just like, "Are you a pathological liar? Or are you a uh, you know and uh, compulsive thief? Compulsive thief or or I guess she's both technically.
1: Out of necessity.
0: That you're doing it. And well, I mean, really, is it out of necessity? Like, you know, she doesn't need that money. It's not like she needs it for like a heart transplant. You know?
1: She's, she's taking care of her mother. She's trying to earn her love. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mother doesn't work anymore. She has no money. Well, she babysits, she oh, yeah. should get some fucking money off of that. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. The yeah. whole time, that little girl, by, by the way, that little girl is in Friday the 13th part 4 and I did not realize that. She yeah. is the the main girl in Friday the 13th part 4 and she was amazing in that movie. Like that's one of my favorite Friday the 13ths. And she was great in that and I was like, "Wait, that's the same girl?" And I was like, "Oh my god, that's um that's awesome, you know, cuz she's like, you know, at one point she's like you know do you want to go do my hair like brush my hair to get away to get her to get away from Marnie you know or whatever take her attention that thought that was just uh I I loved her as a, as a little girl but I even loved her even more as an adult playing in Friday the 13th part uh uh for you know um, okay. anyway that's the movie with Crispin Glover by the way okay yeah, if you ever see that, that's he does the funniest dance. He's like, like it's like ridiculous. What like what?
1: What is that? What it's time? his
0: dance. It says Crispin Glover dance. Look it up on YouTube. You'll see it. It's the most ridiculous dance you've ever seen in
1: life. He's just Oh, I saw one more ridiculous called the chicken dance.
0: Oh yeah. The, the Avenger. <laughs> Remember the- oh yeah 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 oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> you got to see that up close yeah, takes the prize yeah so- that, that the double the avenger takes the prize
1: anyway mark rutland's fatal flaw is achilles heel is an obsessive need to understand the criminal mind and that's where he gets all messed up with this woman he's obsessed with her uh, her compulsion to steal and lie and you know there's an old song out of the 60s that says This woman picks up a whole, a a poor old half frozen snake and uh, it bites her. And the snake goes, Well, you stupid woman, you knew I was a snake. Why'd you pick me up? So he picks up this compulsive thief and liar and then he gets bitten by her. She steals money from him. Right. Right. But I mean, that's further back. And uh, anyway, so. He wants her to go back and replace the key in her secretary's purse and put the money back in the safe. He doesn't trust her to run. And he says, or she says, I want to go freshen up a little. And he said, No, you're fresh
0: enough. <laughs> you're fresh enough. Which is a great line. <laughs>
1: and then he says he wants to marry her and holds her theft over her head, blackmailing her. Yep. satisfy His obsessive lust. So I think she turns him on he's got this kinky thing that if he can figure her out and have sex with her i mean that would be the cherry on the cake so um he's into that kind of stuff so he's a little kinky i don't think Maybe. he really loves it. but uh and then she said he said you can even use the fake name taylor on the marriage license and i didn't know this since so she's changing the maiden name to the husband's and i wrote down is this true can you really do that? Or use a false name on your marriage license since you're going to change it to your husband's anyway. I thought,
0: oh, did you look it up? Did you find out if that's actually? Oh,
1: he said you can sign many Q miles if you want to. It doesn't matter.
0: But did so, you look it up to see if that actually was true or if that's just in the movie?
1: I was going to and I did. Okay. And then he says he loves her, and she replies, "If you love me, let me go." Right? I've heard that before. You don't know me. And, yeah, and see then,
0: if you love somebody you don't let them go that's typically real you know think is why would you how, how would that show you love them if uh you let them go you know
1: there's self-interest to keep her it's like a prize she lied to him consistently only some of what she knows are lies and she says you don't love me i'm just something you caught like a bug an animal you trapped and he says that's right you are Someone has to take possession of you, me, or the police. So it's like, well, I kind of like that part. Um, so anyway, uh, and he says, don't abscond with the Rutland silverware until it's legally yours. That was a good line. Mm-hmm. Don't steal all the stuff until you're married to me. Yeah, and, then- and then you
0: can have it. And it's half is yours anyway.
1: And that's what happened. Because later on, she uh, tries to steal from him, right? And she can't do it. Because it's hers, well so no, he,
0: yeah. I thought it wasn't because he he put the red in the uh um yeah, I thought I thought it was because he put red in the safe red stuff in the safe, and that's why she's like freaking out oh, like okay. she's trying to touch it All right, well, okay. that's that's what I got from it I mean if you if you think it was just because she she felt like you know well, she couldn't do it, but i
1: why would you steal from yourself? He said, it's yours, take it all. And she can't do it. And then I didn't think about the red. I maybe wasn't looking at that, but that could be too. So it got really interesting. And then Lily kisses him on the mouth for a long time before they go on their honeymoon. Mm -hmm. That ain't his sister. It's got to be somebody else.
0: Yeah, she was uh, so sister-in-law and she i believe was like wanting to stay in the family you know because remember she was still there you know and uh everything so she wanted to stay in the family and so she you know um there's there's a great scene that we forgot to mention where you meet uh that lil lil meets uh marnie and she's got um what is it uh like they're making she's pouring tea you know and she says oh my uh you know i've strained my wrist i can't pour tea for anybody and stuff so yeah later um she says he he says some quote to her i forgot what exactly what it was it was a great quote and then she gets mad at it because he's telling her basically you can you know you can do it you know you can Give dad some, you know, give give dad some more tea, pour dad some more tea. And uh, she said he misquoted it. And I laughed so hard because I actually did look up that quote and he did misquote it, you know. So it was funny, you know.
1: The other woman, she didn't like her. She She doesn't
0: like her. She doesn't, uh, you know, she spies on her before, uh, I think this is after they get back from the honeymoon. But they.
1: don't go okay. that for you. Yeah. Let's go on the honeymoon because something happened. Yes. Now he paid forty-two thousand dollars just for the ring. You know how much that was worth back then? It's probably a couple hundred thousand for that ring because inflation, right? This was back in the '60s. That's sixty years sixty years ago, so it's probably worth five times as much. And then seventy thousand just for the wedding and the honeymoon. So altogether, $350,000. $350,000,
0: damn. Back then, too, at that time, it's a lot of money. Even as Lil
1: says, he's deranged. He's absolutely mad. And then they go on a honeymoon voyage. uh, Marnie flees, and then he frantically searches for her and finds her floating face down in a sheet.
0: Now, I didn't like that scene because the one thing I was thinking of is, like, did she literally just go in? Because there's no way she could be flat, face flat down in the thing and survive for that long unless (laughs) she literally was just in it for maybe less than a minute. You know?
1: Oh, she was floating around, but as soon as she heard footsteps, she turned her head into the water. She was in there bobbing up and down and waiting for him to come because she knew he'd check on her.
0: But why... (laughs) (laughs) what was the purpose in that she was saying she wanted to kill herself but she like
1: maybe she did try to kill herself and he just happened to catch her but then i love the line where he says he says something like uh why didn't you jump over the side and she said the idea was to kill
0: myself not to feed the damn fish (laughs) that's a great line that was a great line i like that one Oh, uh, but yeah, see, she wanted to kill herself. So I, I, I just I didn't like that scene. I I felt like that was, was that cool. was just weird and just it it yeah. it almost honestly didn't even need to be in the in the movie, you know. Um, so like if they hadn't done that, I mean, I guess it did because they they cut the they cut it short and and came home, but. I mean they could have done almost anything to do that. I mean, I I just felt like if they were gonna do that, it would have okay. So if I were to do that scene, and I'm sorry, Hitchcock, but if I were to do that scene, I would have had her where she was gonna do something else, then she tripped and fell and landed into the water. And he had to, you know, he he went and helped her out or whatever, you know, at that time. Like maybe she saw him coming. And she like panicked and then fell, you know, and like this is how she like landed. And she, he had the like do mouth to mouth to her or whatever. But she wasn't, you know what I mean, like that. I would have bought, but her like being already down in and the in the thing, looking like she was dead, and it just it didn't make any sense to me. Like um,
1: that's why I didn't like this movie maybe as much as you because it was contrived and it. The whole thing was an artifice it just seemed artificial so right
0: i mean i don't know i think i i think sometimes i can look like over that stuff you know like because it doesn't happen the whole time you know every single scene's not like that but i i get what you're saying you know i i just and also i like fantasy so maybe that's another thing like you know it's not I don't, I don't really, yeah, I don't really view this as this is a real real kind of, you know, this isn't a docu-series. Yeah, why,
1: but it could be, I guess, if, if he was that much of a fool. And he even says, you know, I'm a fool. Or no, she says, you're a fool. And he says, they don't put you in jail for being a fool. And they live a facade marriage, no sex at all. She just won't have it. And she's phobic about it. She's never had a boyfriend, never had sex, never been touched. That's because of what happened in her past. So mm-hmm. oh, Lily overhears her conversation. Was that before they went or after they come back? Uh, Lily is deter or Lil is determined to save him, even though he's an infatuated fool. And he he then he buys a horse. I guess that's after they come back. Mm-hmm. He's trying to buy her love. He gives her a horse. She goes nuts. She loves the horse. She can really ride, right? Mm-hmm. But. Uh, And then, uh, so. um...
0: But before then, I think before that, they are arguing, which I thought that was stupid of them to argue about that stuff in public. You know, even though they're in public, public, you know, they're out on a public street, kind of talking about how she should be in jail, like loud enough where the freaking Lil can overhear this stuff. By the way, I heard that the girl who plays Lil. Uh, Hitchcock actually came over her and like adjusted her face exactly the way he wanted her to look while she was staring outside I think that's a little obsessive to to have uh, to do that to an actor Um, would you um, you know um, you know would you like would you want a director to literally come to you and like move your face to make sure Uh, you did the exact expression
1: well if i knew what he's like i i always think the director's boss i mean there's certain times when i should have objected to certain things that were done to me or had me do but i won't even mention what they were but um i probably wouldn't like it but i just say okay whatever you're the boss
0: just just a minute i was i was hard on you when you you filmed your scenes for the you know <laughs> no, I'm
1: not talking about you I'm talking about other people I've been with
0: I've only worked with you once like where I have really yeah. directed you and uh, I don't yeah I, I doubt you'd oh, be talking yeah. about me yet yet oh, when you're... we work together on more stuff just get ready
1: <laughs> okay. yeah you really are uh, so he brings her to the horse trying to buy her love and then uh he wants to find Lil a boyfriend to get her off his back right and Lil says, I was waiting for you. I'm a queer for liars. They use that word a lot. I'm a queer for this. I'm a queer for that. That's what yeah, they Which
0: back then that meant like that weird, means, I guess. Yeah, I used to have an odd
1: thing. The wedding reception. Oh, they have a wedding reception to meet uh, their friends, right? So Lil gets this great idea to invite Mr. Strut and throw a monkey wrench in the whole thing. Mr. Strutt is the person she stole from. And so he knows Marnie from before she stole from him. And they have this frigid confrontation when they're introduced and, and she sees him come in and she goes, oh my God, I can't be here. And then Mark says, oh, you've got to be here. You just got to meet him head on and go for it. And so Strutt says, I believe we've met before. You know, kind of an icy tone. mhm you know she pulled five jobs total over five years for fifty thousand dollars. She doesn't want to be investigated, even if the re- they- do you
0: remember who got, got Strut to come? Lil. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she, she's trying to throw, you know, to, to screw it up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's sabotaging everybody.
0: I know she's so terrible. I love her. She was adorable, by the way. I don't know who that actress was, but she I, I had a crush on her too. Like, I had a crush on Marnie because I love my if blondes, you, but I had a crush, total crush on Lil.
1: If I was Mark, I would go for her,
0: but. You, you, know, you know, Lil seemed more of what Mark would probably want. And that is why Mark didn't want her. Mark he, wanted what he couldn't have. He's you know,
1: normal. I think he likes the type that are, you know, they're hard to get.
0: Right, it's hard to get. She's frigid. He wants to figure out what's wrong with her. He, yeah. he wants to control her. He wants all of this stuff. And remember, that is a that is a thing with Hitchcock. Hitchcock has a lot of male characters that will uh that that do need like that, that love to control the women. Uh, once again, you look at um you look at Suspicion. You know, Cary Grant wanted to control that. You know, control his wife. Um, you know, in the movie, um, uh, Rebecca, same thing. You know, there's a lot of these movies where, uh, you know that Hitchcock loved that. I think you know, maybe you know what I think. Honestly, and this, and I know these these are the these are written by other people, but I'm sure he has a say in a lot of it. I think he he like that thing because he couldn't control women you know himself so it's it. almost a fantasy for him I was going to really... say that, yeah.
1: at the very end I was going to advance my theory about why he chose this particular movie and uh, but anyway Lil is trying to throw him off oh no she's too she's too easy that's why he doesn't go for her. you know certain guys they want hard to get women because it's more of a challenge it's they could have any woman in the world, you know. I, I had a friend who was really handsome and charming, he could get anybody, but you know who he went with for the one, the women that didn't want anybody, he's just like him. So I could, I could see that it, it's a game to them. You
0: know? mm-hmm. Oh, it's absolutely 100% a game, and I'll, it, it, I think that's another reason I like the movie in a way because. I just wanted to see what would what was going to like happen, you know, throughout this. I got intrigued by like where is this going? Is he gonna fix her at all? Is he not gonna fix her? Like, you know, because at one point, and this is like right after this, right after um Strut sees sees her and everything, and she wants to leave. That's the first thing she wants to do is flee because that's how she knows how to get away. She has to she has to escape become a new person you know um because she doesn't want to get caught right um and then you know he says you know we're you know we'll if that guy says anything i'll deny it you know and and whatever right and then later um she has or was it later or was it earlier that she has that dream inside the house always dream. Yeah. she has a dream inside she's sleeping in her own room at the house and she's freaking out and having a dream and it's like a nightmare the nightmare that she has and uh and lil wants to wake her up or whatever like lil comes over and wakes her up and she gets up and um you know uh, but that nightmare kind of made uh Sean Connery's character mark like say, uh like the night the the nightmare how do i I put it so that was one of one of the other you know like the red the nightmares the uh thunder all of these different things that are are part he starts realizing there's something more to this you know like that nightmare he she was saying stuff about mama so there's something to do with mama you know like there was something to do with her childhood that she can't, that he knew she needed to get away from. So that's when he brings up, brings up, um, you know, psych, psychologist stuff, right? Like, you know, if I give you a book, would you read it, you know, and she's telling him no, uh, you know, basically I have no interest in the psycho analyst stuff. And she even says that my favorite line, the, oh, so you Freud, me Jane, you know, and so he says no look i'm you know i i know somebody who could actually help you out and she doesn't want it and then he starts psychoanalyzing her remember that yeah I do. He, he starts psychoanalyzing. do you remember what he said not really <laughs> so she starts doing the psychoanalyzing he starts asking her for um you know different stuff so he's like uh I forget what it is, what it was exactly, but it was like you're like train and she'd be like, you know, um, and she'd have to think of like being on a train and, and what that, you know, is to her, right? And stuff. And then he says red, and that's when she freaks out. Like she can't think of the the, you know, what red means to her, because you know, it's it's too much. You, you don't remember that at all? Hmm. No. <laughs> sorry. <fall asleep. laughs> sorry. 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 I, I didn't mean to bore you. No, I. But I.
1: <laughs> I'm having trouble with my blood sugar, so I. I'm
0: sorry. So often,
1: but um, but I, uh, but I, I, I've I got that problem because I grew up in a slaughterhouse and there was a lot of blood, so mm-hmm. I have trouble giving blood and pricking my fingers because I'm diabetic, and so I have a lot of trouble with. The, the with blood which is red. So I can relate to that. Yep. And then hypodermic needles, you know, I anything to do with a needle. Because I used to go to a Sunday school class and they'd show junkies shooting up. And then somehow I crossed the two together, the red blood and the needles, and they become one trauma, one phobia.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I can relate to Marty completely. So um I- Overcome that.
0: So before they go to mama's, because that was the last stitch effort thing, um she goes on the hunt, you know, on the fox hunt. Mm-hmm. You know, so we were talking about that before that like you said you know, that was all the way toward the end. This is getting close to the end. And uh they go on the fox hunt, which I've never I've never seen a fox hunt on like television or anything. Like I don't and I've never been on one, and I don't want to, because right. I don't want to hunt foxes <laughs> like at all. And you dogs know, the pieces. Did you know well, that the dogs like rip them to pieces? Yeah, dogs, or,
1: they tear uh, to the pieces. Yeah, they, it was, they, the
0: they showed that a little bit.
1: Oh the, yeah, there's probably I don't know what that was, but they're, they're eating
0: so. something that probably wasn't a fox. Hopefully,
1: well, um, and
2: then,
0: and then she sees. I think she sees the red, she sees blood or something. Or no, she saw the woman with the dress.
1: A red coat.
0: Coat, red coat.
1: Wearing red coats.
0: Yeah. So she freaks out and, you know, starts riding away, trying to get away from it, I guess. And 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 the horse jumps over, but misses. And that was, that was a weird fucking like, like, they show, like, the, the horse's leg and then, you know, the horse's expression. It felt almost real. Like, yeah. I, I would hope right. that wouldn't actually happen. And the horse is in pain.
1: You know, in Westerns, they used to throw horses down. until uh, they outlawed that. Remember uh, how they uh, throw them down in the ground?
0: Yeah, they'd I don't. That's right. They
1: throw the horse in everybody. That's God, terrible.
0: for The horse. That's yeah. terrible, cause that was real. Um, so anyway, I don't know if any of the, I don't think any of that was real. That was in that movie that we saw, but the horse is like in pain, so she goes to get a a gun by the the lady whose house that this happened at. That she doesn't even know. She doesn't know this lady. She's like, "Give me a gun. I need to shoot my horse." And uh, Lil had followed her, and you know, right. And uh, she didn't, I I almost like, honestly, I don't know why this scene is in the movie. Like, do you, do you think it was needed?
1: Uh, To show her desperation? I don't know. She thinks more about horses and people? I don't know.
0: I don't know. But I don't think it was needed. I don't, I honestly I, I do not like any kind of violence toward any animal, and I do not like seeing a horse get shot, even though, like, it's obviously she wants to get him out of pain, and the vet would, you know, would, wouldn't would be able to do anything.
1: Maybe he's trying to show the consequences of trauma, of probe phobia.
0: I don't know, but I think if they had not added that, if they did not have that scene in there, it wouldn't have affected the movie One Iota, in my opinion. Um... So, and so anyway he later decides to take uh take her to mama's to get this whole thing sorted out to figure it out so that's the before climax they,
1: before they go to mama uh, she goes back to mark's house steals the key to the safe but can't take the money when it's open yeah because so the red and then she goes for the gun on the desk when Mark catches her in the act. Remember that Mm -hmm. struggle with a gun. And so, and then before they go to Baltimore, she said, if you tell her anything, I'll kill
0: you. Remember Mm -hmm. that? I remember that.
1: A dangerous woman.
0: She sounded dangerous. Um, He was not threatened by her at all.
1: I mean, she can kill things. Well, I mean,
0: also he wasn't planning to tell her about like the mom about the robberies and stuff. That wasn't his his plan was just to get her to figure out what was wrong with her, you know. And there was something that the mother wasn't telling her that obviously needed to get told, right? Well, that's so, what he
1: says. He says I have no intention to tell your mother. It's your mother that are gonna that's going to do the talking.
0: Exactly. He
1: confronts the mother. Confronts
0: and- the mother, like in the during a storm, they run into the house. And he basically, she doesn't like a man being in the house.
2: You
1: know, (laughs) filled with self-disgust. Usually people that are like that, that seem like they're egocentric and stuff are actually filled with Mm self-disgust. Anybody that plays like they're superior actually feels inferior. Just flip it. And that's why they're doing that. And so he, he tells her, look. You got to explain this to your daughter because she's suffering now all her life through psychosis, amnesia. She's blocked it. You've got to explain what happened during the accident. And I'm thinking, yeah, why does a mother limp like that? So Mm -hmm. what kind of accident was she involved in? And then she said, well, I was a prostitute and I made a living from men touching me. And one night with a sailor who was Bruce Dern, He starts to have sex with his
0: mother. We have a flashback scene. Yeah.
1: So they dragged the young Marnie, who was five years old, out of bed, put her in the next room alone during a thunderstorm. And that terrified her. So she starts screaming. The sailor comes out and starts kissing and touching her. Now, I don't know to this day if he was, you know, trying to comfort her or abuse her, or maybe both. I don't know. Mother starts beating on him. And she tries to pull him away. He turns and beats the mother. Then, then Marnie hits him with a, either a poker or a stick. Mm-hmm. Like, how much damage can a five-year-old do?
0: Apparently, uh, apparently, he she fucking killed him. You know, so I don't really believe that either. But
1: just <laughs> one time, come on. But uh, so she's so traumatized, and the mother. She
0: sees the blood. Right, yeah. that's what traumatizes her. She sees the blood, Marnie, and it like and and the. I think what what made it what sparked the whole thing. This is my theory, is that she uh, remember the mother screams, right when she notices that the guy's dead, and as she screams, she's seeing the blood at the same time. So when she screams, she screams like both of them scream, right, and that like was there in her head you know like
2: yeah
0: yeah, submitted in her head is like blood is not good you know red is not good because it's you know the color of blood
1: all these variables are associated with this trauma so she is so traumatized that the mother thinks it's a blessing to have that amnesia she actually said that at one point she said
0: yeah well uh, she's so lucky lucky to, to
1: have men in your life
0: yeah, she so lucky to not have the memory of like, that's what the, the mom says is that she's so lucky not to have that memory of, of what happened, because what do we find out? Right. We, we find out that the mother lied and said that in the court said that she was the one who murdered the uh, the, the sailor and that she. Uh, did in self defense and everything, so that Marnie would never remember that, that that happened at all and like it kind of get washed away. So, subconsciously. Yeah. Con- yeah. That
1: was my theory that uh, even though blocked from the conscious mind, the unconscious affects your daily attitude and your actions. So you, you may be repressing something right now that you don't even know of. And that affects how you treat other people, how you affect yourself. And we, all of us have things that we've blocked that we're not even aware of. So that's where psychoanalysis helps you uncover that. Sometimes hypnosis. Um, I was listening to tapes and it, things would bubble up, It would percolate in my mind and I'd be ultra sensitive to
0: things. Are you, are you saying tapes, like old tapes of you or something, or like oh, tapes just, on YouTube or something?
1: No, it's stuff I got from a private company. It's certain music that triggers certain areas of your brain that holds this stuff.
0: Interesting. I, I think YouTube does stuff like that, too, where you can actually get it for free, where you can go on YouTube and you can get, like, triggering psychic, yeah. you know, kind no, of I thing. Know,
1: this stuff is pretty dangerous to I probably shouldn't have played around with it, but it, it it had me, it triggered me to attack other people.
0: Oh, no, 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 that's not good. You know,
1: I got really sensitive to people's remarks and, you know, they're just probably not, not thinking. they just said something accidentally and I went off on them. So it caused me some problems, but you got to be careful when you work with that stuff. So the mother took the rap for the daughter told her that she killed a sailor in self-defense and then she told uh mark how she got pregnant from billy the basketball player just to get his school sweater oh, She said you know i still have that damn." that's sweater.
0: that that those scenes that like that right there was just like such a like you can see why Marty is fucked up her mom is a terribly fucked up person um, I mean she's talking about how happy she is. She got a sweater in order to just lose her virginity and she lost her virginity to this guy uh, and and got knocked up and once she had the, when she was gonna have the kid, Billy split and she just raised the kid by herself and then that I think triggered her just having sex with random men because she, she probably enjoyed the feeling.
1: Well, she might as well because she's ruined herself. She's, you know, punctured her cherry or whatever. Um, so she brought her up decent. She brought her up, Marnie, decently, sexually, out of disgust for herself and her desperate style of survival. Mm. And uh, So I can see that easily. And Marnie stealing the lion are a way to compensate for a lack of love, like I mentioned before. And then all conscious actions are influenced by unresolved unconscious needs and trying to pacify your trauma so everything we do in this life is based on something else remember how people talk about oh she had too much baggage well mm-hmm. we all have baggage
0: mm-hmm.
1: happened years ago that we don't even remember because we buried like them. you
0: said it's it's and it's there you know and so people can bring it out and figure or, it out through hypnosis or whatever, but...
1: Effectiveness. and we, we, we're, we're aware of it, but not on a conscious level. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so the merger is a cure. The, the recognition of the unconscious by the conscious triggers a healing process. That's what he was trying to do. And it, it helps to remember what caused that psychosis to begin with. And that, that's the way you can heal yourself. and uh, And, you know, I went one step further on this. Because uh, Hitchcock, even though Tippi Hedren doesn't want him, he finds solace in the fact that she might have a psychological issue, like Marnie, and so he feels better about it. So, And, and she has a personality disorder, and it might cure itself. But it obviously never, never ever happened between Hitchcock and Tippi Hedren. But, so I think this kind of reminded him of her a little bit. Um, so, Anyway, it was a great psychological thriller.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But it wasn't your cup of tea. It did Not seem. completely
1: because, like I said, I thought it was a bit of an artifice and they just contrived a lot of things. But but then it could have happened. You know, there's certain people like uh, Mark that are you just find people intriguing. They don't really love them. Uh, they just love to try to figure them out. So,
0: yeah. all right so you want to hear a funny story yeah so alfred hitchcock following his usual practices uh bid for the movie rights to winston graham's novel anonymously um so as to keep the price down right uh however in this instance the scheme backfired the anonymity of the purchaser made graham suspicious although he regarded the amount of money uh, and offer is extremely generous. He inst- instructed his agent. To ask for twice as much. Yeah. Um So Hitchcock agreed. On condition. That the deal be closed immediately. Right. Um When Graham discovered. Who it was. Who bought the rights. He said he would have. He would have just given it to him for free. Uh, for the uh, honor. Of having one of his stories filmed by Hitchcock. Oh
1: my
0: god. But. I mean, wow. I, I definitely wouldn't have. Like, I hate to say it. Like, as much like if Steven Spielberg wants to auction one of my stories, I'm still charging him fucking money because he has money. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't yeah. be like, oh my god, I would do it for free because it's oh. Steven Spielberg. You know?
1: Of course, Who in the hell would do that? Well, he. Yeah, it.
0: no, that guy. That guy says that, but I mean, that's just something nice you, nice you say. But I thought it was a funny story because. You know how he just bids anonymously. Um, also probably because he doesn't want people, um, you know, saying, "Oh, Hitchcock's gonna make this next film." You know, right? He wants to develop it and and, and make it. That's why he does a lot of this stuff anonymously, I believe. Um, uh, after rehearsing just a few scenes with Sean Connery, Tippi Hedren asked Alfred Hitchcock, "Marnie is supposed to be frigid. Have you seen him?" You know, right? Uh, referring to the young Connery, Hitchcock's reply was reportedly, "Yes, my dear, it's called acting." You know, uh, so I, I I love his uh, his little bit, uh, you know, uh, Alf Hitchcockisms. You know, the stuff yeah. he says to to people. Um, oh, it was Bernard Herrmann's last score for an Alfred Hitchcock movie. I absolutely adored the score. But when I was listening to it, I go, this is definitely Bernard Herman. Like you could tell his music. Um, he's got a specific style, you know, and, and sound, um, Alfred Hitchcock wanted princess grace, uh, to make her screen comeback in the title role, but the people of Monaco were not happy with the idea of the princess playing a frigid compulsive thief. Um, so yeah. let me look up. I wanna see if it says that if this was supposed to be Connery or if anybody else. Um uh let's see. Um I know, like I said, I know uh Marnie because there's a there's a great movie if you haven't seen it called The Girl. Have the you Girl? heard of that?
2: No.
0: It's Alfred. It's Alfred Hitchcock during the making of *The Birds*, you oh. know, and how he treated Tippi Hedren and all that stuff. But like in, you know, and it's very like they, they go into it, you know, about it and everything. It's really good. It's really good.
1: Movie.
0: The birds. The birds was a sec- the first movie he she ever did with him. The second one was uh, this, and that was the last
1: i'm surprised he worked with him again after that
0: i i well, like i said before earlier she was i had a three picture deal that's how he roped a lot of his actresses as he would tell them uh if you're going to be the lead in my movie you're going to we're going to there's going to be three pictures that you have to do and uh like i said she did this and then uh he let her out of her contract because uh he was they they were not happy working together um uh, hold on. Um so by the time this movie came out, Alfred Hitchcock had been allegedly harassing and propositioning Tippy Hedron every day and occasionally punishing her as he did during The Birds. When he let loose hundreds of birds on the young actress, she was badly wounded. By the time they they were filming Marnie. Miss Hedron told Hitchcock she would not do any more movies with him, even though there was another movie left in the contract with the studio. So there's one movie left. So I guess it was a two-picture. You'll never work in this town again, he said. That's fine by me, she replied. I don't care. And that was indeed the end of Miss Okay. So that okay, so after Marnie, she told him uh she would never, you know, work with him again. Um, and he said, You'll never work in this town again. He said, uh, "Yeah," she said, "That's fine by me. I don't care." Uh, and that was indeed the end of uh, Miss Hedges' career. However, she said in countless interviews that she was never regretted the decision because it got her out of an abusive situation with Hitchcock. Wow. So, kind Not of.
1: You reported him.
0: Yeah. See, nowadays it's much easier to do that. Back then, I think there was no real proof of stuff sometimes you know right like nowadays everybody has a cell phone that can record things it's you know there's surveillance cameras everywhere you know what i mean like there's always you're always being watched usually by the government so you know but uh you know so I, i don't know but yeah i think it's it's really sad you know it's a sad sad thing but it it happened, and uh, she she left her. You know, she did not do a third picture with Hitchcock, and good for her. You know, um, I I think it's silly to met, like rope people into like more than one movie. You know, um, Marvel would do that. Like they would make them. They say you have to do the movies for like a certain number of years. You know, and stuff. And I
1: wish they do that with me. I, I'm I'm not even getting backwards winning time. I don't know what happened.
0: Oh. They
1: never called me. So I don't I don't know what the hell's going on.
0: Ah, they'll call you when they're ready. It'll happen. Um you gotta get you got your manager's gonna get you a deal with Marvel, you know. Play you could there's Marvel characters you could play.
1: <laughs> there's probably too much too much competition
0: ah competition mission because they always look for the person who's right for the role not who's like the best act you know like who's the most you know you know popular actor or something they always look for who's completely the best for the role you know and everything and so i i like that anyway that's that's different so uh is there anything else is there anything else you want to add to this
1: No, I don't think so. It's just time for dinner.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Larry. This has been a fun, fun episode. I, uh, I enjoyed talking about Marnie. Um, This is the 18th episode. If you saw that earlier, I I mentioned that. And I think that's, it's amazing. Um, On Facebook, I posted a post about it and uh, that we've been doing this almost for, I mean, we almost finished with the season. You know,
1: yeah. so. Is there a reason why you line it up like that? Are you connecting the dots or something? Or, you know, like one after the other, I just figured uh, let's have this one. You know,
0: Literally, I just went through like today, even when I was I was picking the next uh, ones for the next seasons. Um, I just I would look at what Hitchcock's done and I would say, OK, we haven't done this one. We haven't done this one. Let me see if I can put it right here. Um, I try not to there will be a lot of the silent ones like next to each other and stuff like that at some point, you know what I mean? Uh, I tried to kind of space things out and make things like si- silence and then talkies and then, si- you know, every, you know what I mean? But there's going to be some like that. I mean, uh, I, I I'm kind of excited to explore some of the silent ones because I haven't really watched them. So. Silent ones are there? What
1: are there? What? Are there a lot of silent ones.
0: Uh I think there were like 10.
1: Oh really? Wow.
0: Yeah. Um something like that. He made like a good amount of movies. He did like a movie a year, you know. He's like Woody Allen. You know, Woody Allen does like a movie a year, you know. Um so yeah, uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And, oh maybe there's only nine there might have been nine but oh, i think murder was the first uh talkie um skin game is that silent that might be so well, it doesn't say so i guess it's not silent wow um so he's made a lot of movies and we're gonna we're gonna tackle them all you know and uh it's gonna <laughs> are you ready for the next three years <laughs> three and a half years whatever
1: Yeah, if I'm still alive.
0: Oh, stop that shit. (laughs) You'll be around. All right, okay. All right. So I I just want to say thank you so much, uh, Larry, and everybody else. Hope you guys have been enjoying this show. Uh, Join us next uh, month for a brand new episode. Um, I guess we can mention what we're going to do because I've already already planned it, but we're going to do Under Capricorn. I have no idea what that is. Uh, Yeah, it's actually on uh, YouTube for free. So anybody wants to watch it before. But
1: what's it about?
0: Well, it's one of his movies, like after rope, where he tried to do the like all in one take kind of stuff, and it did not do very well. So you'll see it. You'll see it's a it's also I think it's a period piece, if I'm correct so it's a it's a i like i mean i didn't like it but it's a pretty bad movie it actually bombed really bad but uh it's always interesting to see the movies that bomb from like the greats you know what i mean exactly Uh,
1: i look forward to that
0: i do too so all right well thank you guys all for checking this out let's know what you guys think and uh Are you guys excited to hear about Under Capricorn next? All right. Until then, bye. bye.